time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 259. It is Monday afternoon in San Francisco. We are here together. My name's Trevor Long. Joining me, Stephen Finnick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. I've just got a, I had a ma- mouthful of mouthful of pretzel. Thanks very much for time. I going to go longer on the intro. I did think you were going to go longer, but uh, yeah, we're here in San Francisco for the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference. It is Tuesday morning, uh, Australian time. Um, by the time you publish, we publish this, it'll probably be sometime Tuesday afternoon. So there might be some people that get it on Tuesday night as opposed to uh, Wednesday, but... Uh, earlier. That's the main thing, earlier this week. It is early, because we, we're not wasting time here. We're bringing you what we know when we know it and uh, not mucking about. We do it all thanks to good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au, two blokes talking tech. Uh, okay, so quickly for the uninitiated, Worldwide Developers Conference is exactly that. It is a conference where developers from around the world come to meet and greet, learn from Apple engineers. It kicks off with um, Apple executives, Tim Cook included, and, and a keynote, uh, which is normally at the Moscone Center, which has been knocked down and it's um, been moved to the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, which is where we were last year for the launch of the iPhone 6S and, um, and other products like the Apple TV. Five thousand attendees through a lottery process you can't there's no guarantee you're going to get a ticket it's a lottery 350 scholarships within that including a nine-year-old from melbourne um it's a lot of people it was a huge crowd um you know it's uh, just some other fast facts here although you've started on those 27th year it's been on 13 million developers around the world uh, and you mentioned there was more than 5,000 attendees, but they were from 74 different countries, 72% are first-time attendees as well. And on hand, though, the reason they come here mm. is to not only hear the keynote, but also to get really cool jackets, which says... Yeah, which which media don't get, just <laughs> FYI. But they also get access to Apple's engineers. There's more than, more than 1,000 Apple engineers to help these developers so the developers can show them their code and, and, and get, get some advice. So they're going to make get, get their money's worth out of, out of this event. That There are some fast facts. And on the App Store front, more than 2 million apps now in the App Store. Yeah. And they're more than 130 billion app down. $50 billion paid by Apple out to developers and when you work that out that's if you, if you divide that by 70 and multiply it by 30 you work out how much money Apple's made out of the App Store because they keep 30% primarily And that, but that's the critical thing right this is a software event it is for people who want to want to better themselves as developers but also better their apps and, and you know really really hook into the Apple ecosystem and before we talk about all the announcements from software, let's touch on the fact that there was no other announcement here. There was no, certainly no, no, no one more thing. There was no hardware at all. And the previous events we've been to, uh, and I'm not, this is my first WWDC, but there's always, you know, hands-on area where you get to play with the product. There's nothing. It was just keynotes, finish, you're out. Um, because there was nothing to see. They just showcased the, the software. So from my point of view, I was surprised by that because I did feel like it needed 
something else to make it a bigger story for the for the general population as opposed to just being here's what your next software update is going to be like it still took two hours though and you got to remember that there were four <coughs> os's they're talking about now it's not yeah. just so it's not just iphone and, and the mac you got apple watch apple tv iPhone, iPad for iOS and the Mac with Mac OS Sierra. So a lot, lot of, a uh, lot, lot of stuff to talk about. Where especially now with the additional the mm. Apple Watch and and TV OS, it kind of took took out took the time away from any kind of hardware announcements. And again, just before we talk about the actual announcements, um, a little bit of focus, and I think more more focus probably over the next few days when people, people analyze it. A very diverse bunch of people presenting you know it wasn't just you know eddie and craig and tim they had several women on stage demonstrating coding to music um, very diverse um presence on stage which i think is noticeable because they've been criticized for that in, in the years gone by a couple of years ago they were, they were criticized for that so a very different approach from them in that sense but you're right geez they paced through it two hours and I, I looked at you at one point and said, this is going really fast. There must be something else yeah. coming. And then I looked at my watch and went, it's only half an hour to go. We're done. It was it was very, very yeah. fast paced. But just on, you, just, you did touch on something earlier about the diversity of Apple. Mm. And just on that, when when before anyone, any of the keynote began, Tim Cook came on stage yeah. and immediately acknowledged the, the tragic mass shooting in Orlando. Mm. And he mentioned the fact that Apple is quite a diverse company. Lots of races and, and sexualities, and everyone's accepted under one big um, big umbrella at Apple as a, and he he chose to pay pay respect to the victims and their families, and got everyone to stand up. Never been done before any of the Apple events I've been to, uh, and, and got up and, and made everyone observe a, a moment silence, just in respect. And because it's fresh, it's very fresh here. This is, I mean, it might be moving through the news cycle back home. I don't know, but certainly here it's still wall to wall coverage. Um, this is a huge terrorist in, incident, and. Kind of very wise move because a uh, respect and b yeah, just he, just elephant in the room kind of thing get it out of the way because then he was literally able to just switch over and go right okay. and that's what he did and let's do the same thing and let's go in reverse order essentially for, to what Apple did let's talk about iOS 10 so iOS 10 um, and iOS is always reannounced at this time of year as a new version it's always announced as coming in fall which means September October when the new iPhone comes out there will once again be a public beta developers are getting it today I've seen some already tweeting photos of it and things but um we can get it as a public beta if you want to run the risk because it is a beta uh in in july um it wasn't it was interesting because what they didn't do was talk about an overall change remember um, i'm going seven to eight you know like a big leap yeah, change it wasn't a design change no it, it was more yeah features because I, I missed the bit where they said we're going to run through 10 features but they kept giving a number here's number three and i'm going how many are there but anyway he um they went through multiple features and i gotta say they kicked it off with the right one it was a very good start because one of the things uh that they they talked about is you pick up your phone and you the fingerprint sensor is so quick and fast that it automatically you you miss anything that was on your notifications page on the home on the lock screen and so now when you pick the phone up off the table it will know because the accelerometers and things it knows it's been moved and it turns on so the screen turns on you see the notifications that are there because why unlock the phone if you don't need to if you're just looking at notifications so right there you get a rich notification you can interact with the notification using 3d touch there's some really interesting things in fact you could have a whole message thread with someone 
in the lock screen. Using 3D touch and all that as well. Yeah. Well, well let's go feature for feature then. Uh, enhanced messaging was another one that stood out for me. This was so you can add effects and animations to your messages. You can even have your bubble effects. So the bubbles are different sizes. The text comes in different <laughs> sizes. This is the standout for me. This is actually... It's fun. And, you know, our job is difficult sometimes because you've got to, in, in two minutes on the radio, you've got to narrow down what happened. And I've narrowed it down to Siri, which we'll talk about, and iMessage updates because I think so many people use iMessage and I think iMessage is a very competitive space for them because they've got WhatsApp, they've got WeChat. People are using messaging apps, Facebook Messenger, and they're not using text messaging, iMessage, so they want to make it a really rich experience. So iMessage is going to become super rich, where, as you said, you can now choose. You can say, um, like you could say, um, you know, um, I'm trying to, you're not going to say you've had a baby or something, but you could say something amazing, and I could say, wow, that's awesome. But instead of just saying, wow, that's awesome, I can make that pop. Like, I can make it come at you, slam, I think is how they call it. Um, and and so you can make you make the bubble size, look yeah. different. You can you can reply with handwriting. There's some good features there. You, you can also add the little animations behind the message, like balloons and fireworks and uh, and all these laser lights and things like that. Um, confetti. There's even I, I quite like the invisible ink, where Very the message fun. comes in like garbled, and you run your finger over it, and it reveals itself. Mm-hmm. You could do that with a picture as well. Yeah, and the, the picture was a good example because you know so I've got big news, and the picture you're thinking is it an ultrasound? Is it a what? And it's, it was a, a you know woman with her engagement <laughs> ring. A great way to have the suspense of you know an announcement. Although it did look it did look flesh coloured, and he said, "Oh, I'm a bit scared <laughs> to open that." But anyway, uh, the other thing too, which was quite funny, was the uh, emotification of messages. So if you emojification, you will not meet, hear me say emojification. Yeah, well, I, I just said it. That's what Craig Federighi said on stage. Yeah. And so if you've typed out a message, it will highlight the words that can be replaced with emojis. So you got the the new features called the the tap back. So they're they're highlighted in in gold, and then you tap on each of them and choose the emoji you want to replace it. And so the example there is, let's say. You say to me, um, what time do you want to record tomorrow night? Do you want to have dinner? I could say, sounds awesome. Really happy about that. Let's have pizza. And then that's the text written there. And then I tap the emoji button and it shows me all my emojis as normal, but then it highlights those words. So pizza might be in yellow. Happy might be in yellow. You tap that word, it turns into a smiley face. You tap pizza, it turns into a pizza. Very smart. Emojification. Say it again. Come on, Trevor. All right. Okay, well, uh, we've mentioned Siri. You, you, Siri. Well, uh, let's let's talk quickly about Siri, though. Um, the big thing for Siri is she's no longer Apple's own property. You know, the Apple are going to open Siri up to developers. That sounds so bad. <laughs> but anyway, the idea I is that... The <laughs> yeah. The developers love the concept of Siri, but they've never been able to program it. So yeah, they couldn't get near Siri. Siri was protected like, a, like an underage daughter. <laughs> She's 18 now, I think. Is that right? Is that what this means? Anyway, we move on from that. You know what we mean. There's 13 million developers in the world. (laughs) Siri. So let's say you are the developer of WhatsApp, right? Really popular messaging app. Right now, we can't say, hey, Siri, um, you know, I'm really worried. I'm recording on my phone, so I'm really hoping we don't uh, prompt it us up. Send Send message to Steve, telling him I'll be there at at 3 o'clock. Um, on WhatsApp. On, on WhatsApp. It'll send it via text message, but you can't trigger another thing. So imagine Twitter again. Hey, hey Siri, tweet. Can't you do that already on Twitter? I don't no. think you can. No, I don't, yeah, I don't think no. you can either. But any, whatever the third party is, they will now be able to add that integration so that they can have Siri-prompted interaction with so their I app. So I could say, tweet Trevor Long, you're a buffet, and then it'll tweet you and say you're a buffet. Is that right? <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> 
Tweet or I could say, tweet Stephen Fennick, South suck, go Queensland. <laughs> and then I'd tweet back saying, tweet Trevor, them's fighting words, I'm going to bash you. <laughs> <laughs> tweet Stephen Fennick, emoji running away. <laughs> I think you could do that with the emojification. There you go. It's what it is. So the, the concept there, but that's a big deal. And this was one of the things that got the big applause from the developers because they want that kind of thing, right? There it's big. big cheers that... No, like I think the press was sort of thinking, yeah, that's pretty good. The, the, the developers were just going nuts. They were thinking, well, it was like the, someone had invented the wheel again. Yeah. They were cheering so loudly. Shall we move on to Maps? Maps is, is a great example of what developers can do now because that's been open to developers as well. Again, uh, Maps was the person available now to all so the developers. Maps will op- open the doors. So it, it now uh, developers can e- include the Apple Maps into their own the mapping. So, for example... I think the example he gave on stage was if, if I want to make a reservation, so I want to search for restaurants within Maps, and I want to make a reservation, then all these apps that use Maps pop up. So whether it's in Fandango or whatever, the booking service, whatever you happen to be using, that's all within the app. So you can make your reservation, order an Uber, pay with Apple Pay, and and use your Maps as actual a navigation tool without leaving the Maps app. So yeah. it's all within it. Yeah. Yeah. So rather than bouncing in and out of apps, that's that's what I've noticed with this, and we'll, we'll talk about this in in the home app as well. It's it's unifying all these these applications and 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 um, commands so that rather than you going in and out of an app and doing this and coming back, it's all in one place. Yeah. yeah. Um, photos. I like photos because Memory. what they're doing. <clears throat> no, just the, the everything they're doing with photos generally because. One of the things, and they, they talked about privacy. We don't need to go into it, but they talked about the fact that they value privacy. Because it's private. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, I don't really remember what they said. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, privacy is very important to them. Um, but essentially, you've got these massive photos. You might have 10,000 photos on your iPhone. And on the Mac and on Google, you can have facial recognition. They've now harnessed... you want to jump in again? No. Stephen's just just taking a bite of the pretzel again. Uh, Wetzel's Pretzels, by the way. Proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 259. Cost me $4.19. They're not a sponsor at all. Um, So facial recognition, I think, is an awesome feature of photo libraries. And that's now on your iPhone. But it's, it's happening on your iPhone. Your iPhone is so powerful... But it's now able to do the facial recognition for you. It's now able to do things like object recognition. So you better say, hey, Siri, show me photos of cars. Yeah. And, and it'll show you photos from your library of cars because it's that smart. Surprised to learn that it, it uses the it, its advanced computer vision. Mm. Right, That's what they called it. It makes 11 billion computations per image. So I can see if there's a... The example he gave, that there was a horse that was, it was in water behind a mountain. So it's looking at all these objects mm. and remembering it and then putting that as a way for you to sort your photos, sort your memories, which is another feature, so you can have these little memory movies. As if Facebook wasn't enough. Well, you know, I think that... that I think Apple is seeing what other... the social networks are doing with the content created on their devices, that they're thinking, hang on a minute, we can do this ourselves on our devices mm. for people. So 11 billion computations? 11? I think it should be 12 or 13. They need to work harder on that. Memo, Craig, Frederigi. No, I was 11, might be 13 billion. Yeah. Um, the, an, an, another, no, well, let me tell you one other thing I think is interesting um, that, that mobile carriers should take notice of. If you've got Skype installed now and someone Skypes you, it just comes up as you know drop-down notification. Well, now developers like Skype or WhatsApp or Facebook who do video, like audio calling can actually have the presentation of that call in the exact same way a normal phone call does. It looks like you're getting a phone call. It's, so it looks like you're getting a phone call. It just says, you know, Stephen Fennick via Facebook or Stephen Fennick via, via Skype. 
and and that's a big deal because you know people are going to switch to using these VoIP services as their primary calling rate. So that that unification of those of those features again, rather than you hopping in and out of apps, it brings it all in one place. So rather than it's it's easier to use. Um, uh, home app, which we mentioned earlier, is another one. And you know, home automation is on the rise. Home kit is Apple's little little uh, SDK for developers, so that. If it is HomeKit enabled, it can now be controlled from this Home app. So rather than you can you can control stuff individually from one place rather than going in and out of the apps. And you can also set scenes. So you've got a combination of apps, combination of devices. You can set scenes like I think the example you gave was a morning scene where the blinds come up and your, your coffee starts to percolate and your lights come on at a certain time of the day that you program. So you can say, hey, hey, Siri, good morning. And she knows it's the morning. She turns on the lights or off the lights, how it should be. And the critical thing is the HomeKit's been around now for a little while, but it's a very behind-the-scenes thing. So, you know, Philips here we talked about last week is HomeKit enabled so that it can take advantage of some Siri stuff. But you still then need to use the Philips app to do the work and you need to use Ift to, to do kind of algorithmic programming. Whereas what Home, Home the app is doing, is saying, well, let's, let's embrace some of that myself. And there's even talk about the fact that you'll be able to use your Apple TV as your home connection to your HomeKit devices oh. while you're away. So we could be here in San Francisco with a, with a new Apple TV at home and we could make a command in Home on our phones, which will tell the Apple TV to do the thing that we're suggesting. So there's some very smart integration there. It really does rely, though, on those companies kind of letting go of the reins. I remember this, uh, Nick Arlo is a great example. I remember saying to Patrick Lowe two years ago when they launched Arlo that it was great, but it needed IFT integration. And that only came in this month. So sometimes these companies really want to own the ecosystem and not not kind of release it a bit. They really need to release it into into HomeKit so that it can really be harnessed. Well, in, the, in the same way that Apple has kind of lo- loosened the reins on Siri and Maps and all these other features, so these other companies have to do the same. Right. Um, two other quick things from me: Apple Music redesigned, and that's wel- a welcome redesign. I think it was a little bit tough to navigate. Um, that it was, it was fugly. Yeah. Right. It was not a good app. So I think what Apple did was, remember it went down this path of really thin and light typefaces and made, making everything look like that? I think for Apple Music, it didn't quite work because there was like the, the, the progress of the song and, and all your... so menus. hard to tap on things, like hard. songs. Oh, yeah. So now they've kind of brought back some bold some bold type and, and easy ways to navigate. They've redesigned the library for you, browse, radio tabs. Similarly with news as well, the news app, which is viewed by uh, it's used by 60 million people per month, apparently. And uh, that's also been improved and it allows you to organize. It's it kind of, it's like Flipboard. It sort of organizes your, your news streams into a more magazine type look and feel and also put some you got very excited when there was a Formula One subject remember that I did not know any Q was a Formula One fan I got very excited all the different uh, subjects so you can have one for sport and and then drill down even further if you're right into certain sports Uh, you can also get breaking news notifications on your lock screen as well Mm. so that I mean it's a big uh, upgrade. Uh, they did describe it as the biggest user user interface, kind of the user upgrade, which is interesting because it isn't the biggest visual upgrade, but it's just feature-wise, very rich for consumers. Uh, things like the control um, center are upgraded. It's now kind of three swipes across. You can do different things. There's a lot of little things that, that people will notice there. 
But um, and it, the ten that they note they mentioned, there's like probably twenty, thirty others that we'll see when we get it. Yeah, that uh, that comment brought to you by Wetzel's Pretzels. Um, all, yeah, all the details from iOS 10 are at eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. We do it all. Two blokes talking tech, episode 259 here, um, live from San Francisco as guests of Apple. Um, we do it thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And if you're on the road, you could use the Netgear travel appliances like Stephen does to create a little mini network in your hotel room for all your devices uh, off just the one uh, network connection or at home. You could rely on Netgear home networking products like the uh, X8 Nighthawk for a big family and a big house, giving you great coverage, great speed throughout the home because streaming is the future and you need quality hardware to support the best uh, devices. No good having all the best devices and then not having a solid network behind it. Netgear can help you with that at netgear.com.au. Now, one of the big rumors before the, the event was that OS 10 was going to be renamed to Mac OS. Tim Cook started the thing and mentioned OS 10. It came up on the screen and there was a bit of a ooh in the room. But then uh, Craig Federighi came out and said, um, you know, it's never a, never a, an Apple event without a bit of controversy around naming or something like that. And up came the, uh, the decision to, to rename OS X to Mac uh, OS, but continue the Californian theme. So we're going to Mac OS, Mac OS Sierra. Sierra. Yes, Sierra. That this is for the, the so the desktop software we're talking for your iMac, your MacBooks, and the star of the show here again is Siri. Siri, Siri yeah. is the biggest thing that that is as predicted is by a lot of the rumor sites. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it does complete the circle now because Siri is now available across all of, of Apple's platforms. So and, and a point I made in in my story was they're behind Microsoft here. Cortana's been on Windows 10 for a while. Um, Lenovo, one year ago at TechWorld, used the example of Cortana working with fine, fine files and stuff. And that was the example Apple gave tonight. So, you know, it's not exactly groundbreaking, but it's very smart. Plus, again, it's open to developers, so there'll be some solid integration. So you can say, hey, Siri, find me those files that I created and sent to Stephen last week. List them. You can narrow down the search and stuff like that. So very smart stuff to bring Siri into the Mac OS. Searching for photos. You can add an event to your calendar create and reply to messages because you get a lot of messages on your Mac now. Like, yeah. They kind of come through to your Mac. Um, and it, it's and you can also, what I like is pin the results into your notifications. So if you say, I'll oh, find me all the files that I shared with Trevor, so then they can come in a little sidebar. I might be working on a document that I might need some of those files. I, I think the example he gave was he was working on a presentation, dragged in some of those results as well. So uh, Siri, even more useful than ever. She's getting around. So. Um, Apple Pay was interesting. Uh, again, a really good joke they showed. He said, uh, Apple Pay's coming to the Mac, and he showed a photo of a woman with a Mac under her arm at a, at a payment terminal at a cafe. And, and there was a, Craig is very good with the, with the kind of fun joke stuff. But in the end, what it means is... He's a jokester. He's a jokester. You can be on... And I can imagine someone like Kogan having this. You go, you go through the, the checkout process. You decide you're going to buy something, and you choose, you know, instead of PayPal or Visa, you choose Apple Pay. And there is no... You don't put your credit card anywhere into your Mac system, but because you've got an uh, iPhone... It, it then says it pops up and you, and, it, and you look at your phone and you verify the payment there with a fingerprint on the phone. So it's it's integrating all your devices and that's what all, a lot of these things do. And it's still a very secure payment. Yeah, no, I think that that's that that was a uh, a big move I think there and it, you know, hopefully it'll accelerate the the call for Apple Pay to get further out. Like I, I don't have it yet on. on I find my, that my, staggering, my mate. Forget your bank, move on, go to ANZ. Yeah, I'm going to brush them. You reckon? That's what okay. I did. Well, you know, you're you're a braver man than I am, Gungadin. Gungadin. Oh, what I like to it's Gungadin. You know, if you're a literate literary man, you'd know that reference. <laughs> if I was literate. Yeah, if you were literate. 
I didn't say that, but you said it, and I agree with it. He was filthy. I watched Rocky for the first time on the I flight over here. I believe you have not seen Rocky up until now. It's, it's just celebrating this year, 40th anniversary. I don't want to break it to you. Hello. You were eight when it Hello. came out. I was zero. <laughs> okay. Well, better late than never. But there's, uh, there's another five movies to watch after yeah, that okay, as well. Yes, you will. Uh, auto unlock that was so oh, if you've got an Apple watch mate. and rather than you having to type in a password it will then because you've authorised your Apple watch it knows it's your Apple watch you've, you've associated with your Mac whenever you're near your Mac it will unlock the Mac without you having to type in a password I glossed over this during the presentation because I thought yeah whatever whatever. but then I sat down here in my hotel room I opened up the Mac and I went oh I've got to put my password in again but i got my watch on this is it this is the moment because that's the whole point is anyone else sitting here would need to put my password in. If my wife wants to get access to the computer, I'll give her the password she can so get in. Have, did you have it set up so that the passwords aren't required when you power on or every time it goes to sleep? Every time it goes to sleep. Okay. I only have it when it powers on. Well, yeah. man, that's not very secure. Well, now that I've got this auto unlock, I'm going to be do- doing it every time it goes man, to sleep. Take your security more seriously, Steve. I was waiting for this feature. See, speaking of, uh, of no segue at all... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but, but, but having <laughs> of having a laptop, one of the things I've got a I've got a Mac laptop and a Mac desktop, and one of the one of the things they're integrating is iCloud Drive, uh, yeah. using desktop sharing your desktop. So any files that are on your desktop can now share across your device, so you can basically share your desktop or your documents folder. Yeah, Handy. which is good, but. Just remember, it's going to use huge amounts of internet syncing to the cloud continuously, therefore. So this is an NBN world style approach that, you know, is going to be made a lot better by faster uploads. But it's only going to, it's only going to update what, what is new to your desktop. How often do you take screenshots? Yeah, pretty often. Mate, that's your desktop, right? I need to change. Is there a way to change the default location of screenshots being saved? Um, Just ziggy zaggy the hashtag. If anyone's got a tip on that, I'd love to know because that's what my desktop is. You could probably designate that to go into your pictures folder, I'd say, being screenshot. Mm. Uh, what was this? One three one eight seven three. We're just making it up now. <laughs> no, you could probably do that. Well, um, I'm anyway, pretty, I like that. I'm feature. pretty sure. Yeah, another feature that would help. Like one one problem is limited storage space. Uh, optimized storage, which is kind of like I, I got an I got an application I use called Clean My Mac that goes through and gets rid of all your caches and all your logs and all, all that yeah. data, that redundant data you don't need. Well, they're probably sweating bullets today because Apple has just uh, just made their product obsolete by putting it into Mac OS Sierra. This is optimized storage. So it goes through, looks at all your old data, and if you've got new data to, to, to be brought in, it takes the old data to make room, puts it up in the cloud. Again, using data that you're going to say there. Yeah. But also gets rid of, though, the browser cache, duplicate downloads, logs, and all that other redundant data. And I think the example he gave on, on screen was there were 20 gig out of a 250 gig um, drive. Mm. They did optimized storage, and then that suddenly became 150 gig of storage available. Um Interestingly, and maybe related, I saw a tweet earlier from someone suggesting that Apple, in the you know in the conference rundown, you know, looking at all the sessions and things, there's a session called introducing Apple File System. So they've got a whole new file system for the Mac, uh-huh. which APFS. may or may not be controversial in terms of the way people integrate files across, you know, onto a USB and onto a PC or something like that. So it could be interesting to watch that one. Um, moving forward, because uh, an, an all-new file system. Because you know, eight years ago, um, moving files from PC to Mac was a pain in the bum because of the file systems were different and all that kind of stuff. So, anyway, what about picture-in-picture? Picture? You a fan of this? This massive is, fan. This is so you can put a little video that if it's running off Safari or uh, iTunes, you can 
pin it to a corner of, of your screen or move it around whatever you want yeah. so say you're watching a game or something in the corner of your screen or yeah. you might want to then continue working on other things I often get caught in a bit of a YouTube rabbit hole did last night man hour on YouTube no, watching stand up comedy just did, did I had porn on YouTube well, what was <laughs> no it was, Eddie, it was pretty close though I started watching some Eddie Murphy like Hello. old stuff Lord. like 1972 Furious. yes and okay. wow that's some seriously could not be said kind of like his Mr. T his Mr. T joke there where yeah. he had a yeah. that Mr. T was gay yes. hey boy that's what I'm saying the, in, it's not it's not, re, uh, not very good comedy for today but um, but that's the kind of thing so you can, and, and the thing is it works in full screen mode too so at home I have my Mac running you know all the windows here but then my, my second monitor is full screen tweet deck yeah. and you can't drag anything over it and I'd love to be able to move the video just over that so I've still got it running and I can still use my normal screen. So very, very smart Poor little extra with Two screens and not enough room for his video. 27-inch, hey, both of them geez, too. Um, universal cool. clipboard is probably the only other thing I'd mention quickly is, um, again, it's kind of that continuum thing going on. Continuity, actually. Is yeah, but, uh, but I think Microsoft call it continuum, don't they? And so, Microsoft. I, but what I'm saying is... It's a very competitive so market. So you reckon the, the Microsoft narcs are going to say, we already had this. A lot of it. I think Cortana it, is better than Siri. I think there could be a standoff between all Cortana and Siri. Who do you is Cortana... If there was a fight in the car park between Microsoft fans and Apple fans, who'd win that fight? I haven't spent enough time with Cortana. Is she open to developers? I think she's wide open to developers. I don't know. I think... Who'd win that blue? If it was an arm wrestler, who would you put your money on? Microsoft or... A bunch, a bunch of blokes in the uh, fans. I put my money on the Microsoft fans because bashing the. There's more out of them, mate. There's more of them. And just they're just Apple people are just little dweebs. <laughs> we're Apple people. We're not dweebs, although we are. We do think, use Microsoft. I don't think we're well. representative of the fanboys, community there. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I would so, think the Microsoft. So you'd back fans. yourself to win a blue there, would you? Against okay. some of those Apple boys over there. Oh, for sure. Oh, mate. <laughs> I wouldn't back myself against many people, but there's a bunch of Apple fanboys that I could smash. I reckon a few of them can throw down, mate. I reckon there'd be some tough blokes there. Oh, throw some code down at me. <laughs> it's a code off. Look out. Watch out. He's got code. Yeah, I can, I can program in basic. I oh, know it's no Swift, but... Watch out, Trevor. He's just pulled some code out. It's sharp. <laughs> oh, two blokes talking tech. Um, watch is probably... This is interesting, this is right? Cool. This was very cool, but but... Limited because so many. In fact, the room was full of people with Apple watches. But again, I this is more Apple watches in one place. No, it was like dinner last night. We were all phones as yeah. well. Like anyone who pulled an Android phone out, I think laser beams zapped them. Should have seen our our host <laughs> when I did that at the start of the week. My God, Whoopsie. oh no, it was, it was someone tired to have whatever phone I want. Um, <laughs> on, a changed, flight, on a flight, I, paid by. I changed. Apple I changed very quickly. Yep. Um, so Apple Watch, and I'm completely honest. In fact. Um, Someone from Apple said to me, well, why, is, you why is your phone, in, in, why is your watch in airplane mode when I did the review of the Catalyst, which we'll talk about next week? Yeah. I said, because I just use it for Apple Pay. I don't use it for anything. I haven't touched the side dial to look at apps in, well, you, in a year. Well, that, that's very revealing because one thing they said today was that the main use of Apple Watch is for activities and exercise and training. Oh, that's not me. <laughs> But now I, I use that a lot, that, that that thing. But I also use it, I like to do the quick message replies as well. Yeah, that, see, I don't do it. any of that. But with the, one of the new features, which I'm a big fan of, is Scribble. That's so awesome. You can you can write a letter at a time, and it'll convert that to text. And then yeah, you, you tried that yesterday with me, just writing I on did, the screen. I only got to for the first... <laughs> he wrote, the first he wrote, I, I wrote, I wrote tick-tock to you as if to say what time you're coming up, down. Yeah, and up. you wrote F, F you. you and that was all I got. Yeah, I said full house. I was going to write full house. Oh, <laughs> as in, you know, the remake. Yeah, good. Um 
But one of the gripes I had, I remember originally showing people the Apple Watch. It was one of those things that everyone wanted to see, you know? Oh, show me. And, mate, it was frustrating because the apps took, you know, 10 seconds to load, if that. They acknowledged that today, though. They did. They did did acknowledge that. They wore it on their sleeve. They said, look, here's here's an app. It was some, you know, score app. And it took a long time to load. And then with Watch OS 3, which is coming out, it was instant, so that yeah. apps can run in the background. Apps can do background yeah. refresh. Uh, the 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 button on the side, which is currently your friends list, and that's the only purpose of the button, is is now an app dock. So you can open that to yeah. to load previous or regular apps that you use and swipe through and, them in and, real time. They're updated, yeah. as you said, in the background. So when you want to look at a particular app, boom, it's there straight yeah. away. So there's cool this this is actually, and it's interesting because so many people say, oh, "There's a new watch coming out." No, there's not a new watch coming out. This thing's fine. It is perfectly fast. It is perfectly everything you need. Why would they release a new watch? They don't have to release a new product every year. I don't want to break it to people, but the new software is going to bring it to the point where it's ready. I think this is actually Watch 2.0. I think an Apple Watch with Watch OS 3 is Watch 2.0. Absolutely right. And that's the beauty of all of these updates is that you, when you update your phone, it's kind of like you got a new phone. There's these, these new features. Your Mac does all these yeah. new things, and now with Apple Watch, yeah. one new app which I, or which I think you'll need. It's called Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, like you know how your phone, your, your phone, your watch reminds you to stand up yep. occasionally. Now it's going to remind you to breathe, just relax, and take some deep breaths, and just de-stress and. Hey Siri, shut up! Stop telling me to breathe. Well, if we don't breathe, we'll die. Isn't that how it works? But then, what about what about the coolest thing? And Apple is probably one of the best companies in the world to work with accessibility and things, especially for the visually impaired. What about with the watch? They've updated it so that if you're wheelchair bound. It doesn't say time to stand up. What an insult. Yeah, well that, well, yeah, it I'm says thinking that. What, what, yeah. that would be insulting, eh? Imagine the first time you put that on, it says time to stand up. You'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, thanks very much. Smash yeah. it against short, the wall. Short little side story here. We, it now we, says let's roll, by the let's way. Let's roll. But I remember the, the, this whole time to stand. Um, the, 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 we got in a bit of trouble at the telly because we wrote a, we wrote a, um, a story about the, the wheelchair-bound athletes and you know the, the, the time, time to stand, stand for Australia and all that sort of gear. And yeah, anyway. Not a very good side side. Mate, it's ne- it's never it's never good. The foot and mouth is we, always a problem. We said that um the, the this one athlete in particular is gonna have a walk up start to win and <laughs> it was just a bit awkward. Some of yeah. your best work, yeah, sports me, editor. Wasn't me oh, you were the editor no, though, you were the sports editor, I'm sure. Um, new watch faces, um, and you just swipe left and right now to change faces. So you could set yep. three or four favorite faces so you can move from Mickey Mouse into your standard complications as you like. What about the SOS feature, the emergency Very feature? Like we've seen a lot of products, you know, the wear the pendants you wear and things, so contact emergency, you know, emergency numbers or your immediate family. Mm. Now, with a long press of the side button, it will call the emergency number based on where you, the country yeah, you're in. Yeah. So if you're here in America, it's going to call 911. If you're in Hong Kong, it's going to call 999. If you're in Australia, it's going to call 000. So that allows you, if you're in some kind of medical emergency or you're in some kind of safety situation, you can then call uh, that. It'll go through to and uh, activate the call through your phone to the emergency services and will also notify the people on your emergency contact list. Yeah, so it literally calls a 911 or a 000 and then it sends a text to, like, let's say you're on my emergency contact list, not that you'd come and bloody help anyway. Um, and it says, you know, Trevor's... What trying to say? F- yeah, Trevor's in an emergency situation and it shows a map of where he is yeah. and everything. We've surrounded by Microsoft developers. <laughs> he needs your help. Bring code. Yeah, there's, there's four little dweeby Apple fanboys around him, you know, and he can't cope. How good is it? Um, 
So yeah, I, I, I honestly believe that once we get proper working versions of uh, of the watch OS 3 on these watches, we're going to be very impressed with what, what Apple Watch is. And we should rem- remind everyone that every one of these updates are all free. That's right. And so you don't need to pay if you already own a device. So I think the Apple Watch, of course, is only a year old, but even if you own a Mac that's even about two, three years old, it's still going to work. iOS is going to go back to iPhone 5 and yeah. iPad 2. Yeah. Like iPad that's 2 five is a very old yeah. device now. If yeah. it runs this, that's very cool. Very good. Yeah. Um, that is watchOS. Just quickly, tvOS, the fourth OS. And it, w- when you wrote it down here, it was kind of like it was 3.5. And I agree. I don't think for Australians, tvOS is as big as it is in America because, I mean, they've got some seriously good kind of broadcast streaming yeah, applications. Was, We've really just got catch-up TV apps. The bulk of it was all American-based, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, um, remote app on the iPhone is going to be updated, yeah. so so it's like the current Apple TV app. You've got uh, you know, swipe movements, accelerometers, a game controller. This will help you too. Siri now can search YouTube videos as well. Right. For my comedy. Yeah, yeah, you were searching. You, you went into a rabbit hole for I assumed YouTube. you were going somewhere inappropriate. Uh, you, you mentioned YouTube before, yeah. and I said, well, if you... Rather, you watch YouTube? Rather than you saying, show me... Do you me not watch games, anything on of YouTube? Of course I do. Of course I do. But rather than you saying, typing in Eddie Murphy, you say, show me YouTube videos of Eddie Murphy on Apple TV, and then boom. Um, single sign-on. If you've ever got, like, Foxtel Go or Stan or something, you've got to bugger around with your password, and then... Um, It'll say, here's a code. You've got to go to the web and log in and then put the code in. They're working on a single sign-on. To be honest, I didn't get a grasp of how it works. But the concept is across your iOS and your Apple TV, there's going to be single sign-on so that the device knows who you are and it just logs you into those things. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting new feature. I think uh, there's also dark mode, which everyone thought was going to be a mode of uh, iOS. Yes. I think some some rumor monger probably looked at the wrong screen and thought, oh, that's a new iOS feature. Mm. It's actually a tvOS feature. And for use in dark rooms or if you're in a home theater, that bright background can be quite overpowering, if, especially if you're watching off a big screen. Mm. So the dark mode will tone that down. Very nice. That is watch. OS, all of those things. If you're a developer and you got to, you got to pay hundred bucks to be a developer, you get access to them pretty much today. There'll be public betas on most of them, I think, in next next month, and then they'll they'll all be you know staggered out over the fall. Um, and we should our spring. our spring. We should quickly mention um, Swift. What's the name of the yeah, body? Yeah, Swift Swift Playground, Swift Playground yeah. is an app for iPad. Which and it's free, so basically, so that every student and school will want it on their iPads, and it's going to teach kids how to program. And when you look at the scholarships they've got going, the nine-year-old girl here doing programming, yeah. and it's, I look at my son who plays with a thing called Scratch from MIT, and they, they learn programming. It's a great move to learn programming because it's not an easy thing, right? But once you grasp the concept, it actually then becomes easy. And Swift is a language that's created to be easy. So a very good move, a smart move, and an honourable move by Apple to make it free to create the development community. Sort of part of iOS 10, and and I think if Apple had their way, they would make coding part of the curriculum. So we we, we think coding should be taught, as a language should be be taught in every school. Because you you think of the world we live in now, it is an app-driven world, and, and... Apple is always big on empowering people and their devices and their apps working together to help people achieve things, create things, solve the next problem in the world. They played a really nice video of all the people who, who how they code, how they learned to code, and the apps they came up with, which that was, that was quite a nice little video. So imagine in the hands of a young kid learning that coding really isn't that difficult. They could be the next Bill Gates or next Steve Jobs that comes out of this uh, Swift Playgrounds development. So uh, really, really interesting. 
That is the wrap-up of uh, WWDC 2016. All the details are on Stephen's website, techguide.com.au, and mine, eftm.com.au. Feel free to chat to us about what you think of the announcements on uh, Twitter. I am at Trevor Long. Stephen is at Stephen Fennick with a PH. The hashtag is Ziggy Zaggy. Now, before we go, there are a couple of other news stories around today. Um, E3 is happening down the down the highway in Los Angeles at the moment. E3 is the huge gaming um, expo conference um, for the for, for annual conference where games developers, you know, Bethesda, uh, all those people announce new games, Bethesda, whatever. Um, and critically, Microsoft and Sony with the PlayStation and the Xbox. Now, Sony is tonight, and we'll talk about that next week, but we've already heard Xbox's announcement. Yeah. And look, there's a bunch there, but in, in really simple terms, they've announced... A new version of the Xbox. The current Xbox One will still exist, but the the, the second in the in the family will be the Xbox One S, yes. which is forty percent smaller wow. than the current Xbox, and that includes the power brick. The power brick is now in, in inside the device. Finally, finally, Yay. Um, and it's a beautiful white thing. Robot white, as a matter of fact. Oh, right, very yeah. nice. So that that's critical, and that's pre-orders available now. It'll be yeah. in stores in August. But here's the thing. They've also announced, and this is pre, kind of preemptive because Sony might say something as well. Next year, like December 2017, they're going to have the, another console as a part of that family. So they're not saying this is the new whole walk this away is thing. Project, what is it project Scorpion. 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 Scorpio. I haven't got it in front of me, but they're basically saying this has got huge graphics computing power yeah. because virtual reality. This thing needs Absolutely. to be able to do virtual reality. So they've set the roadmap for Xbox over the next basically few years. And on the One S as well, uh, surprise to learn it's going to support 4K Ultra HD for Blu-ray. Yeah. So you better play 4K Blu-ray movies through the Xbox One S. Why would you buy a Blu-ray player now? It's the sort of thing you needed because remember when Blu-ray first came out and PlayStation could play it? That really boosted Blu-ray. Well, think about it, right? I haven't seen the price, but... Yeah. Know, let's say it's seven hundred bucks. It won't be that much, yeah, but it's cheap, be cheaper than Panasonic's cheap, player. Well, it'll be cheaper than Panasonic's, and it's cheaper than buying an Xbox and, and Samsung. Samsung. Yeah, absolutely. So that, they could absolutely yeah. smash well, that your, market. Your move PlayStation. Like, what, what's what are they going to do? They're going to offer PlayStation has to have four K Blu Ray. Four K, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they're, they're they're one of these these companies that have got four K heritage. All the Why way back else to would studio? Sony have not announced a four K Blu Ray player yeah. at CES or or, yeah. or more recently? Although there is actually a Sony. I think there is already a Sony four K player you can buy here. In America. Here, here only, but not in Australia. There's Panasonic's one's already available here too. They've also got a new wireless controller, the Xbox, as well. So uh, plenty of announcements at E3. And plenty of announcements from Microsoft as we wrap up the show. We woke up this morning to the news that Microsoft um, CEO had pulled out uh, a, a briefcase uh, and loaded it with 34 billion Australian dollars it's and handed it over. That's a big suitcase. It's a massive. I mean, they're either big bills or it's a big suitcase. Yeah. 34 billion odd, you know, give or take. Aussie dollars. Aussie dollars, 20, 25 billion, billion, B for billion dollars yeah. for LinkedIn. They bought LinkedIn, Microsoft. I mean, what's doing? They want a professional social network. They bought Yammer, which was a kind of social network. They've now got this. and They the, paid only a lazy 1.2 billion for Yammer, yeah, I think. Well, yeah. That's nothing, right? That's like the change in the back of the sofa, isn't it? So imagine you're, an, you're a big corporate bank, whatever, um, and you're running um, Office 365 and you're working on a document. They want to be able to have, you know, you're working on a project and it will recommend experts for you. It'll help you find the people yeah. that are going to... I think that's a so complete load of garbage. Finally, a use for LinkedIn. Are you on, just, you're on LinkedIn, eh? Yeah, but just... It's just a way of yeah, I know. People just people, people, wanna, yeah, it's like pe- a Rolodex, you know. Yeah, people asking to be to connect and. I mean, it, people do pay for LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure it's 34 th- billion dollars worth of revenue. More, it's more from the job side as well, though. Like you can be like, if you pay for LinkedIn, you get sort of put at the top of a list if they're oh, looking at yeah. job candidates and things like that. But you know, 
People come, people just come looking for me. I don't need to be on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn for that. Um, so big announcements uh, from Microsoft today. Um, we will have news from PlayStation next week, plus a whole raft of products we've already looked at, but we don't have time for this week. Uh, here from San Francisco as guests of Apple for WWDC. We'll fly back later this week. Um, until then, uh, enjoy the, the stories that come through on our website, Stephen, and uh, just another whole day ahead. We have dinner tonight. Yes, we do. And we're going to go see the new Apple store too, the new we store. We both had a, had a look at it already. Sneaky already, yeah, in Union Square. Pretty unbelievable uh, facility. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. We'll be back next week with episode 260. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.